This is Top Floor episode 92. You can find the show notes at topfloorpodcast.com forward slash episode forward slash 92. Welcome to Top Floor with Susan Berry. This weekly podcast ride up to the top floor features tangible tips and excellent stories from the experts and characters who elevate hospitality. And now your host and elevator operator, Susan Berry. I'm back with Stephanie Smith, CEO and digital matriarch of Cogwheel Marketing, learning more about Cogwheel Analytics, the business intelligence tool she developed for hotel management companies and ownership groups. I know, Stephanie, that our listeners have heard of BI tools like the Star Report. Can you explain what types of data Cogwheel Analytics provides? Cogwheel Analytics is designed to be a Star Report, but for your digital marketing. Since the dawn of time, all of our digital marketing data has been compared against the hotel's own data. If you want to look at the website revenue, you're comparing it to yourself year over year, month over month. But that data in and of itself is silos. How do we start looking at that data in a bigger way to make sense of what's good and what's bad and understand the true online story of that particular hotel? What types of data does Cogwheel Analytics provide? For any franchise or of multiple brands, someone that's working in digital marketing is aggregating data, copying, pasting, creating massive pivot tables from upwards of 20 different sources. Functionally, our reporting tool allows people to save time. So they're not doing that. They're spending time strategizing and action planning against the data instead of creating the report. We've mapped out data points for all the major brands so that you can see your channel mix, visit some revenue you get, be able to identify trends there, and also paid media, incorporating Cody data, Expedia data, Google data, so you can get a total online presence view of where your marketing dollars went and what the performance of all those different initiatives have been. How does having all of that information in one place help a company's commercial team? It allows for that real-time discussion. If you're sitting in a revenue strategy meeting, you have that data available at your fingertips to say, this is what's happening and this is what we should be doing to either correct that action or change or shift that strategy. Welcome to the show. Unclaimed Baggage was born in 1970 when Alabama native Doyle Owens borrowed $300 and a pickup truck to buy a load of unclaimed luggage from the Trailways bus line in Washington, D.C. 53 years and a million stories later, the store in Scottsboro, Alabama remains the only one of its kind. Today, I am talking with Sunny Hood, the Public and Community Relations Manager at Unclaimed Baggage, about the intersection of my two very favorite things, travel and shopping, particularly of the secondhand variety. But before we jump in, we need to answer the call button. The emergency call button is our hotline for burning questions from hospitality professionals and the general random public. If you would like to submit a question, you can call or text me at 
850-404-9630. Today's question comes from Amber, and here's what she says. I'm taking my parents on a once-in-a-lifetime trip, but my mother is obsessed with the idea that her luggage is going to be lost. How can I calm her down? Sunny, I have a feeling you're going to have great advice for this. What would you say to Amber's mom who's a little nervous about losing her bags? Yes. So Amber's mom... The airlines actually have a great success rate in reuniting travelers with their bag. In fact, they're successful over 99 and a half percent of the time. Oh, wow. So really, all bags that go unclaimed, that is a fraction, less than half of a percent of, of all the bags that go unclaimed. 99 and a half percent of the time, you're going to be reunited with your bag. Um, and even if, you know, let's say it doesn't show up at your destination after you land, more than likely within the first 24 to 48 hours, the airlines will get your luggage back to you. So rest assured, they try very hard. And, you know, it's very rare that your bag is going to go unclaimed. 100%. Amber's mom, I would also add that you can put the odds in your favor by having your name, address, and phone number in a couple of different places in your bag, just in case your luggage tag gets snapped off in the um, loading process. You can put like a business card or a card on the inside of your bag. So just in case something crazy happens, there's a piece of identification on the inside. Would you agree, Sunny? Yes. So our biggest travel tips... Just what you said, make sure it's labeled on the outside and the inside. Make sure all of your contact information is up to date, that you don't have an old phone number on there. And whenever you're packing, make sure that there's something that's really easy to identify in your bag. Because if it doesn't show up on the carousel and you're having to explain that bag, um, it's helpful if you can have something that's really easy to point out and you're not just saying, oh, my T-shirt and blue jeans are in there. Um, make sure that there's really something that's easy to identify. Okay. So Amber, tell your mom she needs to pack her green leather pants. Yes. All right, Sunny, <laughs> you grew up in Scottsboro and you worked at Unclaimed Baggage in high school. You're no longer in high school. What is your <laughs> position there now? Yes. So I was born and raised in Scottsboro. Like you said, my first job ever was here at Unclean Baggage. And now I am the public relations and community relations manager here back in my hometown. So I get to tell all of the wonderful people in the U.S. about the greatest place in the world, Unclean Baggage, um, and just tell our unique story and invite people to come out and see us. So I definitely understand the PR part of your job, but what are some of the community relations things that you're responsible for? Like, what are some community relations activities that you do? Right. So Scottsboro, Alabama is a small town. It's a town of about 15,000 people. So it's very special that Unclaimed Baggage is located in a small county because we welcome millions of guests a year to this area. Um, we're one of the top employers in the county. We employ over 250 people. So we want to make sure that we have an excellent reputation, an excellent impact 
to the people in our own backyard. So communities thrive when you link arms with each other. So we're consistently looking for opportunities to partner with organizations or the, our local school systems and seeing how we can um, be involved with the people here in our town. For example, we want to make sure that we're a sponsor at every single sporting event here. We're co consistently reaching out to our local principals to see how we can help with our students in the area. Um, we have downtown events in our downtown district. How can unclaimed baggage be there to help out? Um, and the list goes on. So just making sure that we're linking arms with the people in our community. As an employee, do you get to shop? Like, do you get first dibs on anything or any special shopping perks that would convince me to come apply for a job? <laughs> <laughs> I definitely do a lot of shopping here. However, we keep it fair. An item has to be on the sales floor for a minimum of three days before a team member can purchase something. Oh, okay. We do, we do get a little bit of an employee discount there. So it's still, you know, a pretty sweet deal. Um, most of my closet is from unclaimed baggage. Right now, I can look down my pants and my shirt <laughs> are from unclaimed baggage. So, you know, we stock thousands of items every single day. So even if something gets snatched in that three-day waiting period, there is so much more to choose from. That is really cool. Oh, I'm so <laughs> envious of that. I talked in the introduction about how the founder of Unclaimed Baggage, Doyle Owens, got his start. Do you want to pick up the story from there and explain how he went from one truckload to an entire city block? Yes, I'd be happy to. So... Unclaimed Baggage was founded in 1970 by Mr. Doyle Owens. He was a local insurance salesman in Scottsboro, and his hobby was listening to his ham radio. So he was on the ham one day, and there was a gentleman who worked for Trailways Bus Lines explaining how they were having an issue with their passengers leaving bags behind. They had just a warehouse or closet full of unclaimed bags. They didn't know what to do with them. And so Mr. Owens, being the entrepreneur that he was, saw that as an opportunity. So he borrowed $300 in his dad's pickup truck, drove up to D.C., got his first load of 110 bags, brought them back to a small town, Scottsboro, and put an ad in the local paper that said, unclaimed baggage open Wednesdays and Saturdays. He and his wife, Sue, who was a local elementary school teacher here, had a little rental house and they just set out the contents on folding tables. And that first Wednesday, they looked outside and had a yard full of people waiting to get in just with the curiosity was burning. And they ended up selling out the very first day. So he called the guy at Trailways and said, I'm coming back with a bigger truck. <laughs> um, eventually it became so such a success that he decided to quit his job as an insurance salesman to pursue baggage full time. And we're so glad that he did because now, over 50 years later, we're one of the top tourist attractions in the state of Alabama. Unclean Baggage welcomes over a million guests every single year from all corners of the globe. And this success and the expansion of Unclaimed Baggage really um, is thanks to Brian's eldest son and his wife, Brian and Sharon Owens. They purchased the company from his dad back in the early 90s, and they have done just exceptional work at creating unclean baggage into what it is today. 
So when Doyle's son, Brian, and his wife, Sharon, took over the business, they added a museum of found treasures. What are some of the things in the museum? Yes. So the Unclaimed Baggage Museum is located within the retail store. So as I mentioned, you know, we're more than just your typical retail store. We have become a tourist attraction. So we want to make sure that we're a destination, that we're a full day experience for our guests that travel to us from all over. So the Unclaimed Baggage Museum showcases around 100 of the weirdest, most interesting things we've ever found in a suitcase, because that is definitely the top question that we receive, is what's the weirdest thing you've ever found? So in that museum, we have ancient Egyptian artifacts. Um, Back in the 80s, we received this well-worn Gucci suitcase. And when we opened it up, there were ancient Egyptian artifacts, the oldest of which dated back to 1500 BC. So the majority of those were auctioned off through Christie's Auction House um, soon after their arrival, but we do still have three of the original items. So those are showcased in the museum. We have a taxidermy rattlesnake to tell the story of how we found a live rattlesnake tucked away in the outside pocket of a duffel bag. To me, that's the most shocking thing we've ever found was a live rattlesnake. I have to ask about the rattlesnake. Do you think that someone was traveling with the live rattlesnake? Or do you think that the rattlesnake like snuck into the bag at some point in its journey? Do you know what I mean? I think that he snuck in there. So how it works, the airline industry standard is a bag has to be lost for a minimum of 90 days before it's officially deemed unclaimed. So I think during that 90 day waiting period, while he was in storage or in transit, he snuck in there. Um, He was not harmed. He was not sent to the sales floor. He was released. But we (laughs) do have our taxidermy rattlesnake to tell that story. The most famous item we have is Hoggle. Um, He was the puppet created by Jim Henson that starred in the film Labyrinth alongside David Bowie in the 90s. We have the original Hoggle. Hoggle arrived to us in a suitcase in 1997. He was rotting. He was a scary sight, a scary robot goblin head looking back at our bag openers. And soon after his arrival, we had him sent away to a puppet doctor and he was refurbished and he has been greeting our guests since the early 2000s. Do you have anything that's a particular favorite of yours personally? Like aside from the things that are in the museum, something that has maybe been found in the time that you've been there that you're like, man, that is so cool. Or I wish I owned that. Or maybe you did buy it. Hmm. You know, when people ask me, what is my favorite thing I've ever purchased? I feel like it's kind of boring because I just get, I just buy clothes, clothes and handbags. Um, So, I mean, I got my laptop from here. Like I said, majority of my closet is from here. I mean, like Yeti insulated cups, like really anything you can think of. My Ray-Bans I always buy from here. Um, As far as just a really cool story of something that we've unpacked, that's one of my favorites. This was years ago. Miss Sue Owens was still alive and she was still very involved in the business. And she was a seamstress and had a particular interest in needlepoint work. And one day she came across this really like intricately designed piece of needlepoint work from a suitcase. And she thought it was so special. She set it aside 
side. Well, lo and behold, Catherine Crosby, Bing Crosby's wife, reached out to unclaimed baggage saying that she was missing her needlepoint work. And Miss Sue knew exactly what she was talking about. And so Miss Sue returned Catherine Crosby's needlepoint work. And in return, Catherine sent her a handwritten letter and an autographed copy of Bing Crosby's biography, A Life with Bing. So, oh my gosh, <laughs> that's one I of my, yeah. How did she know to reach out to you guys? You know what I mean? I guess she just tried no everything. <laughs> I has, guess so. Has anyone ever visited the store and found something that they knew belonged to them while they were there just randomly? So we actually only have one documented instance of that ever happening. And so how that worked. Every single year, the first Saturday of November is our biggest event of the year. It's called Ski Sale. And that's where all year long we have stocked up any sort of winter coat, skis, snowboards, helmets, things of that sort. And we roll it all out the first Saturday of November. People literally camp outside in the parking lot the night before. It's kind of like our version of Black Friday. Anyway, a gentleman was here shopping a ski sale years ago for his wife. His wife was not with him and he bought a pair of ski boots for her. Well, when he got them home, she lifted the tongue of the boot. It had her maiden name listed on the tongue. And so it was her very own pair of ski boots that her husband that got is her. wild. That I she have no had no idea how that happened. Oh my goodness. That is insane. And I love it. Yeah. This sounds like a good time to take a break. Before we go, I want to let you know that I will be recording from high tech again this year. It is June 26th through 29th in Toronto. You can register for the conference and get more details at hftp.org forward slash high tech. That's hftp.org forward slash H-I-T-E-C. When we come back, Sunny shares a jaw-dropping find and tells me how lost glasses get repurposed. Be right back. I'm talking to Stephanie Smith from Cogwheel Marketing about Cogwheel Analytics, her company's new business intelligence tool. Can you give us a use case of how your customers are using Cogwheel Analytics right now? A lot of us in digital marketing, we look at our channel mix. How much revenue is coming in through our website? How much money is coming through the OTAs? How much is coming through GDS, voice, and then from the hotel sales efforts? So you can easily, with our dashboard, be able to look at the trends over the last 12 months and year over year and very easily see how your OTA demand shifts in certain seasons. It's a fairly easy picture to be able to identify those trends and then plan against that when you're looking at your strategies three, six, nine months down the road. What's the typical size of the company that can best benefit from Cogwheel Analytics? The platform is made for enterprise level. It's designed for companies that have 20 or more hotels in their portfolio. If you happen to oversee 20, 50, 100 hotels, you can find where your quote-unquote problem children are and then spend time digging deeper into those individual hotels. 
We like to make sure that our listeners come away from every episode of Top Floor with some practical, specific tips that they can try in their businesses or in their personal lives. Sunny, what should shoppers expect in terms of prices when they come to Unclaimed Baggage? I know that they aren't sort of rock bottom thrift store prices or thrift store items for that matter. But is it less expensive than eBay, more expensive than a consignment store? Like how do the prices work and how are they set? Right. So like you said, we're not a thrift store. We don't like to call ourselves a thrift store. Thrift stores are full of things that people have you know, they've gotten their use out of them, but they no longer want them. They're giving them away. Whereas our store is full of things that people liked so much, they packed it with them to their destination. So it's usually people's nicer items or things that are brand new with tags after someone has spent a week shopping, you know, while they're on vacation. Our pricing model model is anywhere from 20 to 80% all suggested retail value. We have a team of pricers who do their research. We research the condition, the brand, the demand of the items. So anywhere from 20 to 80% off suggested retail value. Our fine jewelry is almost always priced at half off of appraisal value. So for example, the most expensive thing we've ever sold was back in 2014. It was a men's platinum presidential Rolex watch. It retailed for $64,000. We what? sold it for $32,000. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get my uh, jaw off the floor. Yes. Holy mackerel. Yes. And did the person who bought it know how great of a deal they were getting? Yes. So he was a watch or is a watch collector and he still frequents the store fairly often. The last time he was here, he told us that he had it appraised recently and it appraised for well over $100,000. Oh, so he really, goodness. you know, a $32,000 watch, our price, but it's now worth well over $100,000. So I'm starting um, to sweat, right. I have to tell you. <laughs> that makes me so nervous just even knowing that a watch could be worth that much money. Do you know what I mean? Yes. That seems I mean, crazy. That's not what I'm looking for when I'm shopping at Unclaimed Baggage. But, you know, we have a little something for anybody, whatever oh your taste is. <laughs> so I have, in fact, visited Unclaimed Baggage. It was a long time ago, probably at least 10 years ago. And I can say with certainty that it is definitely a full day experience, if not multiple days. Like I drove from Atlanta. I wish that I had been able to spend the night and spend at least another day there. What tips do you have for out-of-town visitors to make the most of it? So the retail space is 50,000 square feet of shopping space. So we cover an entire city block. That sales floor is stocked with up to 7,000 new items every single day. So it's a lot to go through. Um, We always recommend you plan at least two hours to, uh, to make sure you're able to look at everything. My personal shopping tips, this is how I thrift or how I do my secondhand shopping. When you're going through, start with what you're the most interested in. So I usually start with the handbags. Go through those handbags. If something speaks to you, go ahead and put it in your shopping cart and then think about it later. Because, you know, things, no two items are alike. 
and things go quickly. So if something is somewhat interesting to you, go ahead and get it and then just think about if you actually want to buy it later. Um, Also, as you're planning your trip, we have an in-store cafe. So you can stay, have lunch with us, tour the museum. It really is a full day experience, but we recommend allotting at least two hours to shop through everything. I think that's really good advice. Put anything that interests you in your cart because you don't know who's following around behind you who might just be snatching (laughs) that stuff up. What, if anything, has working there changed about the way that you pack for trips or, or how you travel differently? Right. So this is something I think about fairly often. I've never lost my suitcase but I just have a feeling that I'm going to just so I can have that perspective. Like in this job, it's I, karma. I, almost feel like, I almost feel like I need to lose it so that I can fully understand Yes, <laughs> while I'm talking about it. It hasn't happened yet, but I just go by the travel tips that we tell our guests regularly. I make sure that it's labeled on the outside and the inside. I make sure that there's something that's easy to identify in my bag. I make sure all of my contact information is up to date. And I really don't worry about it a lot because I know that the reality is I'm I'm more than likely going to get my bag back. (laughs) You know, I also make sure anything that's like really valuable that it's on my person. I don't put it in my suitcase. I don't put my Rolex watch in my suitcase. (laughs) Me either. (laughs) I wear all of my Rolexes when I'm traveling instead of packing them, (laughs) of course. Well, we have reached the fortune telling portion of our show. So now is the time when we predict the future so that we can come back and see if we were right. A great number of the items you receive at Unclaimed Baggage are donated or recycled. What is one prediction you have about the future of secondhand or vintage shopping? So thrifting is my biggest hobby. Almost all of my clothes are secondhand. Um, I love it. I love the thrill of it. I love that it's a bargain. I love that I'm helping the earth. And I feel like, I mean, green really is the new black. Thrifting, secondhand shopping, sustainable shopping choices, those things are in right now. If I'm, you know, in my mindless scrolling through TikTok moment, it's thrift haul, thrift haul, thrift haul. So I really do think we're going to keep seeing a lot of promotion of secondhand shopping. Secondhand gift giving is very in right now and very popular around Christmas time or birthdays, buying people's, um, buying gifts for people that are secondhand. I think we're only going to see an increase of that just because, I mean, so many items end up in landfills every single year. It's really scary to think about just fast fashion and the impact that that has on the environment. Um, I think people are really starting to encourage thrifting and secondhand shopping. And I think that will continue. If you could wave your magic wand and make a dream item of yours appear in the store... And then, you know, put a magical force field around it so nobody else could buy it. What would that be? What's your dream item? So I'm not married yet. So my hope is that when that day comes and I'm looking for a ring, that the perfect ring pops up at the perfect time. (laughs) 
And then I'll find that perfect engagement set here. Um, or maybe even a wedding dress. You know, we we have been known to have wedding dresses here. That would be my my ideal situation. Excellent. <laughs> what is next for you or what is next for Unclaimed Baggage? So I think as far as what's next for Unclaimed Baggage, our retail store, you know, in Scottsboro has been here since 1970. Um, I think we will see it continue to grow. Um as far as the museum expanding throughout the store, just working harder and harder to make sure that we're a true destination and that we're just a delight to guests who who spend their time here. We also have an online store, uncleanbaggage.com. It's a lot newer. It was launched in 2020. So I think we'll uh, continue to see that growing and expanding. I also think, you know, Unclean Baggage, we started out with bus line and luggage. And now we are the nation's only retailer of lost luggage, period. We have contracts with all major airlines, but the reality is lost things happen everywhere. So I think we'll continue to find more partners to offer sustainable solutions to more and more industries within the travel, transportation, hospitality industries. And in turn, we're able to, you know, save all of those items from landfills and to give our guests uh, more opportunities to shop. Okay, folks, before we tell Sunny goodbye, we are going to head down to the loading dock where all of the best stories get told. Going down. Sunny, what is a story you would only tell on the loading dock? So one thing I haven't mentioned during our talk today is the heartbeat behind Unclaimed Baggage. And that is our charitable foundation, Reclaimed for Good. So Unclaimed Baggage's mission truly is to redeem all of the lost items that we receive for good. Um, There's no way we could possibly sell everything we receive. So we donate around a third of all of the items we get. A few examples of that, we're the top provider of prescription eyeglasses to the Lions Club International. So we partnered with them for over 20 years. And throughout that partnership, we donated over 1.25 million pairs of prescription eyeglasses to the Lions Club. And then they're distributed all around the globe to people who don't have access to eye care, to those resources. A touching story that we heard from our partners with the Lions Club is um, one year, there was a single mother in Mexico who worked in the textile industry and her eyesight was quickly deteriorating and she can no longer perform the task at work of, you know, doing the intricate seam her sewing work. And so she couldn't work. She couldn't provide for her family. And the Lions Club was able to pair her with eyeglasses provided from Reclaim for Good, which allowed her to go back to work and to provide for her family. So just something that so many of us would take for granted, a pair of glasses, um, that lost pair of glasses was able to go on and have a bigger purpose and truly impact lives. We donate locally, nationally, and globally. So that's something we're very passionate about. And it truly is the heartbeat and mission of Unclaimed Baggage is to do good with these items. Sunny Hood, thank you so much for being here. I know our listeners are checking their calendars for their next opportunity to visit Unclaimed Baggage. I certainly am. And I really appreciate you riding with us to the top floor. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. 
I am wrapping up this interview within an interview with Stephanie Smith, CEO of Cogwheel Marketing. Stephanie, I want to know what your customers are saying. How are they reacting to Cogwheel Analytics? The users our platform tend to be people that are already doing digital marketing, but also people that are in the sales and revenue management field that want to take a full commercial strategy approach. The feedback is, what a time saver. We have management companies that we've supported on the agency side that we're spending up to one week out of the month just doing ownership reports. So as painful as that is, how can we ease the pressure for them on a report side? Number two, it's speed of getting the data. We've built best in class with our servers so that we're pulling large amounts of data in a very small amount of time. Where we want to go is helping be that star report and that benchmark for the industry. So once we're aggregating larger sets of data that we can really establish the best practices on the branded hotel side to be able to say, this is what the expectations are and be able to say, is this good, bad, a total scorecard for your total online presence. I love that. So you're going to have data at such scale that you can truly set some benchmarks for hotel properties. Exactly, Susan. Took the words right out of my mouth. (laughs) What's the best way for someone who's interested to get a demo of Cogwheel Analytics? We certainly invite anybody that's coming to Toronto this summer for the HSMAI and high-tech conferences. We will have a booth at high-tech. So we welcome anyone to come by and demo either Cargo Analytics or talk to us about agency services. Otherwise, feel free to visit our website at cogwellmarketing.com and we can walk you through what the visualizations look like. To learn more about Stephanie Smith and her company, be sure to go back to episode 19 and listen to it from start to finish. Thank you so much for listening. You can find the show notes at topfloorpodcast.com forward slash episode forward slash 92. Top Floor is produced by John Albano, who also composed and performed our elevated elevator music with vocals by Cameron Albano. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with your friends and colleagues after you leave us a five-star review. You can subscribe to Top Floor on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you like to listen. Thanks for listening to the Top Floor Podcast at www.topfloorpodcast.com. Have a hospitality marketing question? Reach us at 850-404-9630 to be featured in a future episode. 